Man, it's a hot one. It's like seven inches from the midday sun or something. Uh, I hear you whisper and the words melt everyone, but you stay so cool. Cheesy fucking open, I know. But seriously, it's, it's fucking hot. Uh, by the way, Smooth by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas is 22 years old. 22 years old. I need to stop being that old fuck that's always like, hey, so-and-so or such-and-such is fucking blank years old. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, Dave, because uh, time is constantly moving forward. And if you're always fixated on the past, you're going to get left behind and miss out on what's in front of you. The present is your best ally. Stay with it, and you'll never be lost. More profound bullshit like that, and way more, on another episode that no one will listen to. Because apparently in the summer, no one listens to shitty podcasts. I think I'm now down to three listeners. Not good. Uh, Episode number 80, the Troy Brown episode. We've now moved into the wide receiver uh, portion of numbering episodes, and um, I'm a bit relieved after the glut of 60s and 70s. Um, If you are from New England or are a Patriots fan or, or even know of the Patriots, you don't need me to tell you how much Troy Brown meant to that team over the course of his 14 seasons. Uh, he was an eighth-round pick in 1993, back when the draft was eight rounds. Yeah, eight rounds. Whoa. Uh, he was a Bill Parcells, Charlie Army guy. Remember Charlie Army? No? Um, And he was here doing that... Uh, Mid-90s resurgent, resurgence, the subsequent stumble, and then the first three Super Bowl wins. But, you know, everyone, every player that was on that first Super Bowl team, 2001, um, occupies a special place in the collective hearts of Patriots fans. But Brown was exemplary. It was his only Pro Bowl season, 101 catches, 1,200 yards, led the league in punt return average, returned two punts for touchdowns, and the guy was a beast. I mean, you think about the receivers on that team, and there were some, you know, I guess you could say good receivers, David Patton, um is one, but, you know, Troy Brown was the best receiver on that team. In the Super Bowl, he's not remembered as fondly as others. I mean, J.R. Redmond gets a lot of a lot of uh, pub, mainly because he did nothing else. <laughs> he caught three balls on the final drive, and was like, whoa, J.R. Redmond. Screen passes, whoa. But uh, Brown, six catches, 87 yards. 23 of those 87 yards were on the third to last play of the game. 30 seconds to go. 
got the Patriots into Rams territory. And then we all know the rest. Adam Vinatieri with the game winner. Future pro bowler, Adam Vinatieri. What what did I just say? Fuck off. Future pro bowler? (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, I am so bad at this. What the fuck am I doing? I got a new uh, microphone, and I hope it doesn't sound like shit. It was like 25 bucks. But, you know, the $110 AT2100X that I bought, just it's not compatible with this laptop. I don't know what the fuck the problem is. Fuck, it's hot. God. I'm going to blame the heat for being a complete fucking moron. Ugh. Off to a rousing start, eh? (laughs) Oh, my God. So all that right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. What is up? How are you? Good? Cool? Um, I'm terribly sorry if that first, if the open was um, wicked loud. When I I went back when I was done and listened to it, I was like, holy fuck, that's loud. So I had to adjust, adjust the setting on this fancy $28 microphone I have. But whatever, you know. I just needed something that wasn't a headset. But um, how's it going? How are you? Good? Not that, you know, anyone's listening to this, but, you know, I mentioned last week that I thought I put out uh, a pretty good show the week prior and nobody listened. And then last week's show I thought was pretty good. And nobody listened to that either. So uh, we're two for two on good shows that no one's listened to. So if you're new here, Thank you. Um, I may have a guest. Who knows? We'll see how that goes. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping I have a guest. We shall see. I was supposed to talk Tuesday night with this guy, and uh, it got bumped um, on my end. So thankfully he was flexible, and he agreed to come on Wednesday night which is typically my recording night. So that worked out okay. You know, Uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, First thing I want to talk about. I'm sure you've seen the video or the meme by now of the trust me, you're not that guy guy, right? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. 
it's an old video, but it's uh, went viral again last week. It's from back in October, and I, you know, I remember the original for the con the context of the of the video. Oh Jesus! Which is uh, this gentleman, middle aged guy, Hardo, down in Arizona, who apparently. Uh, just couldn't handle people wearing masks inside of a Walgreens, so he had to be a douchebag about it. And then wanted to fight. So he was like, you, you know, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. So that that's taken off. And it's one of those things that it'll be the line of the summer and then dead and buried by the 5th of July. It's how these things work nowadays. Anything that... Anything that has any sort of staying power when it comes to uh, social media is dead quickly. Because staying power doesn't exist anymore. Like, songs are like that. Uh, these little videos are like that. It never ends. You know? And, and the old tweet, and I'm sure you've seen this, is that everybody's goal is uh, to not be the main character on the internet. Ever. Because when that happens, you're fucked. So this dude, you know, everybody fucking knows him again. People knew him. Not that he cares. He's a fucking douchebag. He's starting fights with 16-year-old kids inside of a Walgreens. Apparently it starts by him saying, allegedly, now look, you know, this is this part isn't on tape, but, you know, the assumption is that the kids took the phone out when he started being a douche. That's the assumption. And so, you know, the the, the thinking is that he said to these kids, uh, what are you wearing a mask for, fucking stupid libs? Just the typical, like, right-wing put-down. Stupid libs, dumb liberals. Like, okay, sure. Is that it? The, the best you got? Terribly sorry. But now the guy's famous again. And uh, fuck him. He sucks. But that line is... It's a dynamite line. So kudos to him for the line. I mean, fuck you for the context. But kudos for the line. Because it's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> that was at the top of my list. I don't really know why. Uh, the second, the other thing I want to talk about was, I got a parking ticket the other day. I went to see uh, my dear friend Ali at Tweed Barbers, Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts. Free ad, Tweed. This might be Tweed's like fifth or sixth free ad on the show. <clears throat> but uh, Ali, who is a master barber and a fucking magician. Just, God. I don't think I've ever loved a barber in my life. But this guy, boy, is he something. Uh, unfortunately, he might be on vacation. Might be headed out to uh, to France and to Morocco to see his mom and to see his house. Apparently, he hasn't been out there in a year and a half. So, <clears throat> we shall see. It, it may put a wrench into my... Uh, plans 
Well, I don't know. What the fuck, Dave? Plans. Fuck. What do you mean? Plans. Shut the fuck up. It's going to ruin your schedule. You're just going to have to have longer hair for a, a week or two. Who the fuck knows? But I don't want anybody else to touch it, so I'll wait. It's fine. <clears throat> but I got a ticket. And so the reason is I didn't actually put money into the meter. I paid through my uh, Google Pay app. And the funny part is when you pay, right, it says <clears throat> that it's not going to show up uh, on the meter. The meter is not going to reflect that you paid, even though you get a receipt, um, you know, you're paying the same rate. Like, come on, there's a $40 parking ticket. The thing that kills me, it's like 40 bucks. Really? You're going to charge somebody 40 bucks because they didn't put $2 in this meter? I mean... I think if you go once and and there's no money in it, 20 bucks, there's your ticket. If you come back a few hours later and that car's still there and there's still no money in the meter, then 40 bucks. That's what I think, but I don't work for the city, so what the fuck do I know? <clears throat> so now I have to go through the hassle of fighting the city on this fucking parking ticket. And Google gives you zero recourse here, right? Nothing. They literally give you the receipt, call it a day. There's nothing on there that says, hey, uh, did you get a ticket? Click here. Hey, uh, this is what you should do if you get back to your car and find a ticket. Quite frankly, it's lazy. I'm not going to use the service anymore. Because it's bullshit. Why should I have to go through the hassle if, if you're not... You, you say that this is convenient... Right? You say, oh, you don't have to put money in the meter anymore. All right, fine, great, terrific. Lovely. But what the fuck? If I have to, if, so every time I use this fucking app to pay for parking, I'm going to have to contest my parking ticket? Is that what you're saying to me, Google? And giving me zero recourse? Honestly, that's just fucking, that's lazy. And I don't expect that from Google. Of all the gigantic, tech companies on the planet. Uh, I have a shred of trust in Google. Why? I have no clue. I really don't know. I mean, of all the giant invasive tech companies on earth, Google knows more about me than anybody else. I have a Google phone, for fuck's sake. I'm one of five people that have a Google phone. I like it, though. I won't lie. I also like these uh, Celsius energy drinks. Oh, man. These things are great. Tough to come by. And when I see them, I snatch them up. But they are tasty. Big fan. <clears throat> oh, man. What else? We got a bunch of... The same crap that I've been going through the last few weeks where it's just, you know, there's nothing that's jumping out at me. And, and, and hopefully this week I do have a a guest for you, which will sort of break up the monotony of me being monotonous. Um, but yeah, what is, what is, what else is like non sports that I can talk about? Um, oh, the current alien hubbub where, you know, the Pentagon's putting out UFO reports and saying, oh, these are UFOs. 
and everyone's jumping to conclusions saying, oh, look, I told you fucking aliens existed. Well, that's not what it says. It says that they're unidentified flying objects, which could literally be anything. I still think that 90% of them are balloons. And anything in the last five or six years, it's just people fucking around with drones. That's what I think. I don't think aliens are going to fucking... What are they going to find here? Nothing. Uh, A bunch of uh, selfish, fleshy assholes. They're like, oh, fuck. Really? Let's get out of here. And then zip off to someplace else. Far more interesting. You know what I thought of a couple weeks ago? As I scratch my nose. Would having an itchy nose inside of a spacesuit be the absolute fucking worst thing ever? I would put that at the at the top of shitty things to happen to you while inside of a spacesuit. Well, maybe not. That might be, you know, number two or three behind, you know, the obvious, which is you got to take a leak. Although I bet, I bet if you have to take a leak, you're okay. I would imagine there's something hooked up in there for that. I could be wrong. I don't know. And I would also imagine if if you have awful diarrhea, they're not going to stick you in a suit and send you out there. You know, someone else is going to go in your place or, you know, they're going to delay the mission or something. But I just, now I need to fucking talk to an astronaut. What happens if you have diarrhea? I mean, this is a fucking stupid question and a... Uh, entirely grossly immature question, but I think it's valid. So it leads me back to the itchy nose. Those, it's going to happen. If you're in the fucking spacesuit, it's not like you can, you know, put your hand up and rub your nose. I, I mean, can you take your, can they take their arm out of the sleeve and put their head, you know, their hand like up into their face or something? I don't know. But man, fucking sit there and you're you're doing the thing with your nose constantly moving around trying to trying to kill the itch it's like when you're getting a an mri and you can't move and you have an itch you're like what the fuck what the fuck do you do and your brain is just fixated on that itch and you're telling your brain hey can we put the fucking kibosh on this thing i can't fucking move Deep thoughts, man. Deep thoughts. But honestly, that would suck. That would be a be a shitty situation. I mean, you're tethered. You're tethered to. I don't know something. What? What are you like? Are you tethered to the to the shuttle or to the space station or whatever? They don't even use shuttles anymore. But you're doing your spacewalk. You're tethered to this thing. One false move and you're sucked out into the vacuum of outer space. Never to be seen or heard from again. Oh boy. 
And the whole thing, the whole thing, we get fucked up by an itchy nose. <laughs> oh, that's awful. It really is so bad. So let's talk about a couple of things here. Um, I was supposed to have a guest. In fact, I did have a guest. Uh, a guest by the name of Nolan Murphy. Um, apparently he's from Massachusetts. Um, Worcester Polytechnic Institute legend, Nolan Murphy. One time, as he deemed it, mini nemesis of associate producer Dave. Uh, we had a half hour conversation. It was fucking fantastic. Honestly, it was a great conversation. Talked about uh, baseball. We talked about AP Dave. We talked about uh, NC State and the NCAA. Um, all kinds of shit. Um, I I think I may have found uh, my muse because this kid is was fucking. <laughs> he was fantastic. Um, I loved it. And for whatever reason, the fucking recording did not download. Don't know why. Don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, just didn't fucking download. Nothing. I have, I have nothing here. Honestly, I am... I'm devastated. This kid fucking... He brought the goddamn heat. He was phenomenal. And now I can't even... I can't even fucking share it. <laughs> oh, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, it was so goddamn good. All of it was good. I recorded the whole fucking thing. Yet, there's no fucking recording. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, I am so fucking bad at this. I am so fucking bad. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. They, I say they, hypothetical they, the royal they. I always tell you the more practice that you get at something, the better you become. You know, I've been doing this now for over a year. You would think that I would have this down. I still have no fucking earthly clue what I'm doing. And it has not improved one fucking lick. In my defense, I know for certain that I recorded that fucking interview. I know for certain. And yet, for some weird fucking reason, it just, there's nothing here. I, I'm, I'm, oh, God, I just fucking, I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like a fucking idiot and be like, oh, hey, want to be on the show again? I did tell him at the end, I'm like, please don't be a stranger because it was great. He took some unnecessary pot shots at, at, at Dave, but at the same time, I mean, they were funny. The conversation was great. So Nolan, if you're listening, 
Uh, we're going to have to do that again sometime. <laughs> oh, I am so fucking awful. Honestly, I am so awful. I had it all planned out. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm going to. I'm gonna pull his fucking um I'm gonna pull his fucking stats from WPI, see if they held up to you know what he was talking about because he was crowing about uh you know uh team records and and stuff like that. And I was like, oh this is gold. The whole thing was gold. God fucking damn it. You'll have to take my word for it because Unless I can magically dig this thing up. For whatever reason, it recorded five seconds of the entire thing. Literally. The file is five seconds long. It's like, what? what? That... The interview was a half hour, and we jumped right fucking into it. He did not let up. Jumped right into it. He talked about, <laughs> talked about The Bachelor. There were a lot of people that liked The Bachelor. I think I think Nolan Murphy loves The Bachelor because he tweeted at Chris Harrison that he misses him. It's a little much. But, like, what his defense of it was... <laughs> oh, it was so good. We talked about... Um, Oh, I, I can't do this. I can't because it's it sucks so bad that the fucking recording is gone. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm trying to trying to record and talk to the Zoom virtual assistant at the same time. Fuck it. I just, I'm so fucking pissed. Uh well, it's a good segue to the sportsy part of the program where uh, I once again admit that I was fucking loud wrong in the Red Sox. Loud fucking wrong. They sweep the Yankees last weekend. Already taken, as I'm recording this, taken two from the Royals. Hopefully by the end of the night they will have taken a third. Um, but they are, they're a fucking freight train. And I was looking at their bullpen numbers today. Through the roof. The highest bullpen ERA uh, of the, I think it was like the eight guys that have the most appearances, is 3.05. And that's Josh Taylor, who hasn't fucking given up a run in his last 23 appearances. So honestly, if that, and that was my big bugaboo right from the get-go. I knew they would hit. I knew they would score runs, which is what they're doing. I did not think that they would pitch this well at all. At all. And nobody in their right fucking mind can could convince me <clears throat> that they knew this was going to happen. You know, people said, yeah, I know they're going to be good, or I think they'll be good. But you can't, f I mean, they're starting pitching. Their numbers are fucking terrible. Nathan Avaldi, uh, you know, is their ace, quote unquote, at least for the moment. And his, his ERA is up around four. So, I mean, their starters suck balls, but their bullpen is what's winning them ball games. Or keeping them in ball games in order to win said ball games. So, <clears throat> I mean, I have no choice but to jump on board. None. I mean, what can I do? 
they're fucking good. And and Chris Sale was throwing BP today, and his fucking slider was electric. He should have done that two years. Honestly, after the World Series in 2018 is when he should have had surgery. But, you know, he's a he's a fucking idiot. So waited too long and missed a year. And then again, you know, what did he miss? He missed a fake season. They didn't really miss much. So, yeah, maybe I'm, I think I'm loud wrong about that, too. How about that? But fucking A, if they get him back and he's three quarters of the guy that he was, you can't, you, you know, you'd be stupid not to think they're a contender. I mean, that you'd be stupid to think they're not a contender now, really. But wrong. Loud fucking wrong. Um, another part of the conversation that you won't hear that I had with Nolan was talking about, we jumped right in, like, honestly, Hey, how you doing? Tell me about this fucking like steroids and sticky shit. He, he was ready to go, ready to go. And it was great. But when we, when we started talking about the rule changes and the, the sticky shit and whatnot, um, You know, the my point was I find it hilarious when you see guys having to learn how to pitch all of a sudden because they've been doing it a certain way their entire career. The example I used right off the bat was Garrett Richards because he's a head case. But you could also spin it, no pun intended, and say Exhibit B would be Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees who got fucking lit up last weekend by the Red Sox. And that whiny, rich motherfucker can, honestly, he can he can fuck off. Because I'm, I'm not going to listen to it. They still owe him something like $242 million over the next seven years. And without a bunch of shit on his fucking hands, he can't pitch. So... Take that as you will. But, yeah, so. Uh, More sports. Let's talk more sports. I want to talk about um, Carl Nassib of the Las Vegas Raiders who came out as gay uh, a couple weeks ago now. The best part about this is how fucking nonchalant he was with the whole thing it was awesome it was awesome nobody should give a shit and and he even said that he's like uh i hope that these types of announcements are no big deal moving forward and they shouldn't be let the fucking guy live his life is is him being gay going to prevent him from uh being a a starting defensive lineman in the NFL. No. So it shouldn't be a big deal. I'm I'm thrilled that that's how he felt because I, everything I've read about the guy is that he's so fucking mellow. Prior to this, he was known, you know, for being a a decent player, but, you know, for even, for being an even better uh, explainer of compounding interest on hard knocks few years ago that was his claim to fame now his fucking life turned upside down 
upside fucking down. But seems like he's ready for it, prepared, so we'll see. There's really nothing else to add to that. What can you fucking what what else can you say? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I read a story the other day about um, League One, which is the French uh, top flight soccer league, and how 20 teams uh, could be up for sale. So, sounding the alarm, um, for all my listeners, I'm going to start a GoFundMe page. We're going to raise some money. We're going to buy a League One club. Not really. I would make about $1.50, and I don't think that's enough to buy a professional French soccer team. But, you know, a man can dream, right? How fucking cool would that be? You'd be saddled with a shit ton of debt, which is why all these teams are, you know, for sale. But still, it'd be fucking cool. Top flight French soccer league club. Buy it and build it and dominate world soccer. No, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's still fun to think about. I have a feeling that uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhaney are kind of kicking themselves right now. That I mean, granted, they only paid like two million bucks for for Wexford, but you know, had they waited. They might have been able to buy or get in on a League One club, which I would imagine would be a better investment. Although, who knows? I'm just rambling now, aren't I? Maybe because I'm still fucking mad. <laughs> I'm just so fucking pissed. Ah, boy. Just annoying. Ugh. All right. Um, as it is Thursday, uh, it's time for three gripes. We're getting to this early in the show because, uh, as I've uh, was previously bitching about, uh, I managed to fuck up an entire interview that was really fucking good. Anyways, build a bridge, David. Huh? Fucking get over it, buddy. You know, um, love your fate, man. Something I learned recently. Trying to to get into more sort of stoic thinking. And um, reading a lot about Marcus Aurelius and Stoicism and and Seneca and and Zeno and some of these philosophers and, and... their way of, of, of thinking about life is fascinating, and it kind of ties back to what I said earlier about living in the present. Stop living in the past. So what I need to, what I, what I'm gonna do is look. Made a mistake. Uh, at least I think I made a mistake, but I'm building a bridge and I'm moving forward. I've screwed my show, but then again, what's it matter? I said, you know, <laughs> this fucking thing sucks. Like I'm terrible at it, so. Yeah, makes sense, right? Anyways, so <clears throat> as it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, scams. The 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 funny part about scams, okay, is that 
I always wonder, and it kind of comes like spam email, okay? So there's the old sort of, um, you know, the Nigerian prince trying to give you $11 million, and all you need to do is send your social security, your mother's maiden name, and your date of birth. And you hear the horror stories all the time of the people that fall for it, that think they're going to get the the inheritance from the, the rich Nigerian prince or some bullshit. And the, the thing that sort of got me is that my wife got a text a couple weeks ago on her work phone, of all things, <clears throat> and it's a COVID-related scam. And it's like, you're not trying hard when your, 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 your grammar is bad, your punctuation is off, like all the spacing's wrong. It's just a copy and pasted scam. And it's lazy. The scams at work are the ones that people put some time and effort into. The The gist of this thing is basically... Um, where where's the where's the the real good one? Um, so basically, it says that there's eight point five million dollars waiting uh, for her. By the way of, by the way, two men by name Maurice Clark and Baston James came with a sad news of your death. So these scammers are thinking they're communicating uh, with the dead. They told me that you gave them the permissions at the hospital bed to claim your money before you die. So I had to confirm if you are truly dead. And if they are relatives as they claim. Please reconfirm your information if you are still alive and if you know these two men. But what, here's the information you need. Your current home address, valid ID card, occupation, and age. Send those four things to confirm that you're indeed alive. John Michael, the special agent assigned to the compensation funds here, um, you know, figured the best way to find out if someone is dead is to send them a very long-winded text message filled with bullshit and inaccuracies. Don't get it. Like, what are you hoping to gain there? Do you really think that you're going to be able to steal an identity or two from that text message? Get the fuck out. No way. I understand, look, there are a lot of stupid people out there. A lot of stupid people. In fact, I just got done watching a New York Times video on the insurrection. And I would almost venture a guess that a vast majority of that crowd would probably fall for this fucking scam. I ain't fucking dead. Stop the steal. All right, too much politics. But yeah, scams. Like, what are we doing here? Like, put a little effort into this shit, right? Gripe number two, the NCAA. I am so fucking sick and tired of talking about the NCAA. Honestly. I'm tired of it. The other day, College World Series, NC State. Semifinals of the College World Series are about to take on the defending champions, uh, Vanderbilt. 
it comes out that somebody on the team has tested positive for the Rona. The Rona's still fucking getting in the way of shit, folks. Not entirely over. It's getting close, but not entirely. For those of us that have been vaccinated, it's pretty much over. It's not over for everybody, so... Hold your horses, alright? So the NCAA having this big event, and they're having a fucking fantastic college baseball season. I mean, electric. It's been great. We get to Omaha, of all fucking places. We get to Omaha, and we're going to let in 27,000 people or so to watch the College World Series, right? But no testing, no masking, nothing. It's a free-for-all because it's the middle of nowhere America, and they're falling for fucking text message scams. However... Here we have an issue with a player um, possibly having COVID, and you have all sorts of, um, you know, the usual uh, contact tracing and everything else, and it gets to the point where the NCAA says, I'm sorry, NC State, Uh, your season is over. You have to forfeit. Moving on. These fucking two-faced hypocrites... Just fucking screwed 30 kids or more out of uh, their dream season. They weren't supposed to be in the semifinals of the College World Series, yet there they are. And now it's being taken away from them because of the NCAA being as NCAA as you can get. The argument here, of course, is that if they were vaccinated, they wouldn't have this problem. But to me, two totally different arguments, okay? The NCAA cannot and should not be telling NC State that they can't play when they've just let 27,000 fucking people into the building to watch the game. You cannot have it both ways. Pick one. At the very least, put the fucking kids who weren't, like, you know, connected... Uh, let delay the game by a day or, or a couple days. Like, what the, who the fuck cares? Honestly, move, no one's playing baseball in there. No one's playing baseball in fucking Omaha, period, except for you guys. Figure it out. Space the shit out. And shit. Let, it, let, let NC State be like, all right, listen, we have fucking a JV team. I don't know what the fuck they've got. I don't know if they have the entire travel team is, is already there, and that's a problem. I don't know. It's got to be a club baseball team at NC State. Throw some fucking uniforms on them and let them and put them out there. Give them a let them fuck. Give them a fighting chance instead of just making them forfeit and, and, and walk home with fucking tears down their face. Because goddamn, it's just they're so they, they did the same fucking bullshit with the uh, with the women's golf tournament. The same fucking thing. Oh yeah, the uh, the course isn't playable, so we're just gonna uh, we're just gonna move on. We're just going to have the top-ranked teams move on. Uh, everyone below them, fuck you. See you later. I honestly, I want that whole organization to fucking burn. Like, they're just the fucking worst, and they're so full of themselves. I fucking hate them so much. And there's no personal connection to them whatsoever. 
I don't even know why I care so much. Like, I don't even really care that much about college sports, yet they just fucking burn my ass to no end. Man. Gripe number three, working in retail. Now, I don't work in retail anymore. I haven't for a very long time, but I did for a solid decade plus. And it fucking sucked. It's awful. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I was listening to my buddy Corey, his podcast, uh, There You Go, with Corey Crow. It rhymes. And he still works in retail. The fucking poor, poor motherfucker. I feel so goddamn bad for Corey that he still puts up with this bullshit. And if if I'm not... I, I'm pretty sure he worked for uh, one of the major uh, drugstore chains. And he was talking about his manager and taking a vacation and quitting and everything else. And honestly, it's the fucking worst. I don't understand how someone would fucking subject themselves to that. And there's a, there's a reason that there are so many labor problems right now in the restaurant industry, the retail industry, other industries. They don't pay anything. They don't give a fuck about their employees. And it's awful. Like the conditions typically are, are you know, it's, it's not like it's harsh work. It's not hard work. It's annoying bullshit work. And having to deal with the public constantly is just so fucking trying. Like, honestly, you want an example? Here, if you've never worked in retail, okay, and you want to see what it's like, put on a red t-shirt and walk into Target and spend like an hour just sort of walking around Target and uh, let the people that are shopping there stop and ask you questions constantly. Dumb fucking questions. Try that out. See how it goes. You're going to fucking hate it. You're going to tear that shirt off in maybe 30 minutes and then tear your fucking hair out of your head. Now imagine doing that every fucking day. I will never do that again. I'll never go back. When I left, I said I'm never going back. God damn. Go listen to... You want a you want a uh, a wonderful podcast that um, the host talks about like random shit more random shit than I do. There you go with Corey Crow. It's something. Check it out. Uh, but that's it for this podcast. Uh, short show, short shift for you because your boy is a fucking moron. I I still don't think I fucked it up. I really don't. But I may have. 2009 WPI baseball ace Nolan Murphy was on was on my show. And I blew it. Although he wasn't the ace of that team. I'm looking at the stats now. This Connor Fahey kid, whew, fire. Look at this dude. Man, 8-2, four complete games, a shutout, three saves, 105 innings pitched, 211 batting average against. 
122 strikeouts to 20 walks? Who the fuck is this guy? With that quickly, hold on. Yep. It's like Christ, that's that those are good numbers. Hall of Fame, class of 2015, Connor Fahey. <laughs> oh, Google. You beautiful, beautiful thing, you. 2009, Division Three baseball strikeout champion. 20th all-time in career strikeouts. Look at that. Oh. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, that's it. All right. Listen. <clears throat> If you've managed to get this far, thank you so much. I appreciate it. As always, listen, tell your friends, tell your moms, go to at complaints pod at Twitter, at complaints pod uh, on Instagram. I have a YouTube page that I don't really do much with. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. 617-65-RIP-EM. Call in, leave a voicemail. If you want to bitch and complain and, and yell at me for being a fucking idiot and not knowing how to use Fucking Zoom, 617-657-4736. 617-657-4736. Call in, please. For the love of fucking Pete. For Pete's sake. Call in. Right? If you're listening to this shit and you haven't called in yet, fuck you. Don't be a fucking dick. And then go watch Ted Lasso. Because it's the greatest television show ever. Plant my fag of... My oh God, planting my flag in that one. That's it. Listen, tell your friends. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta ta.